Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Memphis Hardwood. Hard times for the Memphis Grizzlies. It seems that they need a scroll to document the number of injured players uh, night to night. And, you know, that that list continues to grow and expand and include new names, old names. So we've got a we've got a lot to get to today, even though the Grizzlies and the on basketball product has been a little bit lacking recently, losing three in a row. There's still a lot going on in Grizzlies Nation that we need to talk about. We can't talk about any of it before we get Marvin Stockwell in the mix. Marvin, how you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Good, man. Good. So first things first, we have to pour one out for our homie, Stephen Adams. Um, You know, I'm sad. I'm straight up sad. Aquaman, um, Aquaman, you know, yep. a person who we, I guess, loved to hate at one point when he played for <laughs> Oklahoma City. And then when he came over yeah. from when he came over from New Orleans, I sort of I tweeted this out. I was a little bit skeptical, right? Like, mm-hmm. is he going to be any good? And as it turns out, he was freaking awesome. He was really good. And really I think good. he was a sneaky good a uh, sneaky reason why the Grizzlies were so good being 50 plus win teams for yep. two seasons in a row. hundred percent. And I just think he did a lot of things that the Grizzlies needed. He rebounded, particularly offensive rebounds, of course. Yes. Um, he was elite at that level. I mean, he was, he was rebounding. We've talked about this before at the level of Dennis Rodman, peak Dennis Rodman from the Bulls dynasties. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where Steven Adams was in terms of his offensive rebounding. Right. He passed from the elbow, which when you have guys like Desmond Bain who can cut and guys like John Morant who can just get to the rim at will, um, having that passing on the floor was incredibly important. He could scream like a mother. Yes. I mean, that dude, you would be running into a brick wall, which was helpful for, you know, 6'4 John Morant or 6'2 John Morant. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marv, he did a lot for this team, and that doesn't even speak to the the character qualities, right, that you've talked about with Steve-O. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he was a real like character. Uh it is a character and he uh he was just such a colorful person and it's like I've talked about this before. It's like the the part of the joy of following the team is sure the actual basketball, but it's the stuff it, it, on on the sidelines. It's it's the it's Steven Adams going and grabbing Conchar's towel because Jaws got a booger hanging out of his nose. You know, like it's that stuff. It's so precious. It's 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 Steve-O getting tickled by that kind of uh middle or eastern Tennessee reporter's guy had a real pronounced southern accent. Sean, Sean Coleman, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, you from, bro? You know, it's just shout like, out I, Sean Coleman, by the way. Awesome oh statistics God. account on Twitter. But. I just but but uh but and what's precious about that in that one funny clip. You see two things that I think is admirable about Steven Adams. One, you see him being absolute. You just see the smile spread across his face when he's like, what is this accent, man? He's just genuinely tickled. And then he talks (laughs) to the guy and then the guy's like, well, I'm a fan of yours too. You know, this, that, and the other. And then I think, and then Steven Adams like, oh, okay, gosh, let me, let me get back to this, but let me treat this guy with respect. No. uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. Your question. Absolutely. You know, so there's like a, there's like a gentlemanliness uh, to, to Steven Adams. And there's also this, this wonderfully profane and like goofball side, you know, I yeah. will miss all of the, uh, the other trappings that don't have to do with playing basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you can't forget Steven Adams in the Steven Adams Hawaiian shirt on Steven Adams Hawaiian shirt night <laughs> at FedEx forum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's oh, the man. spirit of the oh, guy willing to laugh that? at himself. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. laugh at himself. Yeah. Well, and, and Jaron talked about, speaking of laughing, just, just the great qualities that he brought to the table um, as a as a locker room guy. Just as mm. somebody who you, you could count on to just, just contribute, right, in terms of a, a positive word or a joke and just being a goofball yeah. right, around and then being a serious guy on the basketball court. Yeah. I mean, yeah. good the, teammate, great player. Exactly. I think one of the things that Jaron, you know, always mentioned that I appreciate is, um, you know, he he was a serious basketball mind like he would he would like Jaron said in his interview with uh, Drew Hill today, he said Jaron would watch the 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 Funka stats, the Stephen Adams stats account uh, mm-hmm. videos just to figure out where Stephen Adams positioned himself in various schemes. Yeah. Right. Like it, it was just amazing. Like the, the, the level of learning that was happening um, mm-hmm. for Jaron Jackson jr. As a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, and, and we can keep talking about Steve-O, but if there's been one good thing over the last three games, <laughs> five games, maybe over the course of the season, um, if there's been one thing that's been really great to watch, it has been Jaron Jackson's emergence as an offensive player. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, you know, reigning defensive player of the year. I don't think there were ever really any doubts about his ability to to, to play defense. And certainly now he's proven that being, you know, mm-hmm. the reigning best defensive player in the world. But Marv, and we talked about this on the pod before, but his ability, particularly his ability, particularly um, in the painted area was not as as skilled it wasn't as good as you would expect for a fo- uh, like a bona fide seven footer mm-hmm. with athletic abilities it just it just wasn't happening right in the way that you that that I guess many of us thought it could given his size but Marv he has sure turned that around this season yeah I I think this season one of the things it's provided is <clears throat> when the pressure's off I mean in, in a way I mean, we're not going to win the NBA championship this year. Like we knew that, right? Wait, what? Pre preseason <laughs> expectations, we were thinking we have a quote puncher's chance of uh, of winning the NBA title. Well, like that went out the window with all the injuries. Yeah. So one of the silver linings to that is that it just gives you permission to experiment. Now, one of the ways that manifests itself is is experimenting with lineups, but it also allowed Jaron to experiment with his game because sure. he's like, what's the worst thing that could happen if I just try to take it strong to the whole, like, like often and, and, and use and, and develop that part of my game. Okay. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't work out and we lose the game, you know, we might lose the game anyway. So it just right. gave him a, a permission to try that. And then come to find out he could do it pretty reliably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Very no reliably. Well, I, I, I mean, I've said this, you know, on Twitter and, and I continue to contend. Jaron is basically unguardable. Most nights, M- most, most bigs, in the league cannot guard Jaron for, for let's say three reasons. Number one, he'll pull you away from the basket with a reliable three point shot. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big, if you're, um, you know, if it's a zoo box, it's who comes to mind. He's a little mm-hmm. bit more mobile. Um, Anthony Davis, right. He's got a little bit more length, right? He's a deep defensive player of the year as well. Yep. A Jokic, like, you know, these guys like, Jokic is probably a better example because if Jokic is guarding Jaron, which typically doesn't happen because there's a, usually a traditional five and they try to kind of hide Jokic on defense. But for this purpose, Jokic, you pull Jokic out to the line. Let's say he ends up on Jaron. Jaron can pull up for a three. He can either hit it or he can just put the ball on the floor and dribble past a big. So yep. 
he so he has that advantage on the perimeter. He's unguardable on the interior because his size and strength and his footwork have I I would say gotten to a to an almost elite level. When you watch mm-hmm. Jaron last night had a couple of in really over the past couple of games where he'll catch the ball, he'll pivot say his back's to the basket, he'll pivot to the right, he'll pull up, doesn't have a shot there. He'll pivot back around to the left, do a full 360, act like he's going to go maybe to the left or to the right and then go up and under the other way. I mean, the the level of sophistication that he has with his post moves right directly in the paint um, has improved so dramatically. He is not getting offensive foul calls when he's going into those moves as he once did. He has a, his body mm-hmm. is a lot more under control. Um, yeah. And so Marv, he, he, so he's a threat on the perimeter. He can put the ball on the floor, get to the basket basically in one step <laughs> because he's so big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got incredibly good post moves. Now his size and strength. There are a few players in the league who can, you know, who can counter that. He even had a great game against Anthony Davis recently, right? Where we thought, yeah. oh, shoot, AD <clears throat> dominated him. Exactly. Yeah. Finally. So, I mean, amid a season where there's just been so many challenges for the Grizzlies, this has been an area that just makes you go, wow. I mean, the Grizzlies will be so, so good <laughs> once they get these pieces back together. Yeah. And and they, you know, form like Voltron. So, yep. but Marv, here, here's the thing that, I don't know, this is what I've been thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. The, nothing is ever guaranteed in life. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what the, all the great spiritual teachers tell us and what we try to emulate as humans, if we're really trying to do our best in life, is to live in the moment and mm-hmm. enjoy and appreciate every moment because the future is not guaranteed. It's just not, mm-hmm. right? So right. how do we navigate that, right? As as people with spiritual sensibilities, as fans mm-hmm. of the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Realizing this year... The Grizzlies are not doing great, but hey, mm-hmm. the, the progress Jaron has made, having Marcus Smart on this team, you know, maybe Santi Aldama continues to improve and become a really strong bench rotation player. I think that's going to help the Grizzlies. Like, mm-hmm. how do you sort of look at all those pieces and still live in the moment, right? And yeah, and and, and not get too focused on oh, we're going to be great next year because you just never know. I mean, we thought we were mm-hmm. going to be great this year. Case mm-hmm. in point, right? And everything that we couldn't have expected took place. So how do we navigate this? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, as you were saying that, I realized I'm really not spending too much bandwidth thinking about next year, other than the occasional, like, brief thought about next season, uh, which I think is inevitable, right? But, like, my fandom is still parked largely in this season. And so you have to say – what are we winning or what have we won this year? What are the, what are the wins? And and I'd say the development of Jaron's game uh, is one. Yeah. Uh, it, a, another huge one I think is we have, we have, we have found Vince and Gigi uh, and, yeah. and, and, and we've realized that <clears throat> I think the even deeper like lesson learned here is our G League team is pretty good at preparing people to to understand the Grizzly system, and when they come in, it's fairly plug and play. You look at Scotty yeah. Pippen Jr. Yeah, 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 like he's coming in and really contributing. He's not just like chipping in here and there. I mean, he's coming no. in and playing well. Well, and, and on that point, Scotty Pippen Jr. hits open threes. Anytime he takes a three, it's open. I'm like, that's going in. So yeah, he's yeah. he's doing stuff for this team, Marv. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's sure. I, I wish we'd won the last three, but uh, and and not lost them. But truth is, we were we were in all these games. I, I will take games where we're playing well and it looks like we've got a chance to win. I mean, it, I, I lament that the fact that like uh, the teams that on paper have been better have found a way to win at in the end. And you could you could argue that that's a yeah. a, a function of. Uh, team cohesion because they played together longer or veteran chops right. or or whatever you, several reasons like <clears throat> for me it's been enjoyable to watch like these last three games have all felt like the heat game except yeah. we didn't win like i, we, we just I didn't... agree with that i agree with yeah. that so so it's it's been still fun and it's like they played awesome against a really good Cleveland Cavaliers team last night. Oh, for sure. It's just it's just the Cavs made adjustments exactly. uh and uh and returned returned to form and they didn't they didn't beat us by a lot. It came down no, to the no, end. No. So exactly. Well and our and players are learning to play. You make you make a number of good points, but I mean these last three games, I mean, exactly as as you've pointed out, these these have not been games where the Grizzlies are not in the game. Mm-hmm. So so I mean for the vast majority of the time, you're you're enjoying it and it's in it's engaging, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the challenge is you just know it's going to come down to the fourth quarter and that the Grizzlies aren't probably going to be able to pull it out. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like, but, but, but you stay tuned in and you hope that the young players, right, who are learning how to win can pull it together. The Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers are the hottest team in the NBA. So, I mean, on the broadcast last night, you know, they, they sort of documented that and sort of what it looks like. I personally love the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. I like the way they play. I like that they've got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I love that they have those two bigs. I have not liked Donovan Mitchell historically, but I think he's a great fit on this team. I think he's a really mm-hmm. great player um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, our old friend, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff, is coaching the Cavaliers. They play right. a defense-first uh, brand of basketball, which I love. They have one of the more exciting young players in Darius Garland, um, who is, mm-hmm. you know, like Ja Morant light a little bit. So there's a lot to love even watching this team, right? When they're playing sure. other teams that are interesting and engaging, right? And that's one mm-hmm. thing, you know, you're around the league long enough, right? Like, why did I watch so much Donovan Mitchell previously? Well, it's because he played with Mike Conley on the Jazz. And so I would watch Jazz games, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When I had more time on my hands. And look, Donovan Mitchell. Listen, man, I mean, he has become a real problem sure. offensively. Sure. I mean, he is a guy that he'll just he'll just go off. Yeah. And he can score at will. And so, I mean, last night, right? Um, played 33 minutes, 10 of 19 from the field, three of nine from three. He's never been a super reliable three-point shooter, right? But 25 points, right? And that's the lowest scoring yeah. output that he's had in five games, right? I mean, he had 45 <laughs> points in Detroit, um, wow. you know, the game before, the night before that Cleveland played Memphis. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there is stuff to watch. And you realize once these the Grizzlies get into the game that they are going to take it down to the fourth quarter. And then it's just a question of winning. And mm-hmm. I think what the Grizzlies have done well, well, let me just say specifically, Vince Williams Jr., has done well is he's yeah. been comfortable with the ball in his hands in late game situations. Yeah. I mean, that's how we won that Miami game, right? That you mm-hmm. referenced. Mm-hmm. So that's fun to watch, right? It's good to see that. Um, and, but you just yearn, right? Like coming into this season, remember what were the things we were talking about? The Grizzlies want to get better. The Grizzlies want to get better at half court 
execution, right? Mm-hmm. That's where you're in a half court game, right? At the end of a game, if you're still in it, you're going to have to execute down the stretch. And we just haven't been able to watch that piece of it from the Grizzlies, yeah. you know? That's true. And so I think that's part of what it is. It's just still making peace with what this season is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, no shortage of storylines, right? But nothing's guaranteed, right? And so that's the thing is I I think, yeah, like it is, this is engaging. And like I do, I like mm-hmm. watching the Grizzlies and the emergence of Gigi Jackson and some of these other players. But man, I want to see what this team is when it's all together. Like I just have I know. that burning oh, yeah. desire, you know, like, oh man, what's it going to look like? Yeah, we'd like to fast forward to the end of the movie and see how it turns out. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but we're early in and, and and this is a hell of a plot twist. You know, like it, it's like, you know, uh, the if, if you look at like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a writer and I've, I've been to these writing, you know, workshops and I don't so I don't so much write fiction, but like, you know, I've read enough about writing fiction where like you have to build up like for the payoff in the end of a movie, let's say it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Like, like right. the, there has to be the mano a mano battle with the bad guy at the end. And it's like, you can't just jump straight ahead to him being the bad guy. You've got to build up the bad guy by seeing him do nefarious, yeah. terrible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so there has to be, there have to be plot twists such that the payoff at the end, that's what's so satisfying about it. Right. Right. Well, okay. We're, we're in the middle of a, of a, of a, like a, it's it's a little bit of we're in the Empire Strikes Back phase of the Grizzlies <laughs> evolution, <laughs> yeah, you know, like right, right. Uh, Luke Skywalker got his hand chopped off by Darth Vader, yeah. and like oh, uh, you know, so yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but the but the narrative is what's compelling. I, I will say this, yeah. uh, you know, like one of the things that I was kind of like hanging my f- fan hat on or interest hat on, yeah, yeah. was this whole like, you know, statistically we might. Sneak into the playoffs. Wouldn't right. that be novel? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, but then and now we've lost three in a row. Exactly. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't still uh, get eke our way into the play in. Quite frankly, I think the team is making decisions based more on player development as it should. For sure. Right. But I just think it would be extra interesting if somehow this kind of bad news bears of a, you know, thrown together slapdash team of G Leaguers were to be able to somehow play their way into the play-in game. That that would that to me would have that who to thunk it kind of like unexpected quality. And I think they 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 flirted with a little bit of that. And when you see players that you're like I've never even heard of this guy, <laughs> you know, and he's playing oh, yeah. awesome. I I think that's that's really interesting. Um but we'll we'll see. I mean we we ha- if if the season has done nothing if, okay, so the three things we've, we've identified in this show, the emergence of Vince and Gigi and the honing and perfecting of Jaron's offensive game. If those are the only three things that we got out of the season uh, that we pulled oh, yeah. from the wreckage to- totally of the season. It. Totally worth it. Yeah, great silver lining that's going to prepare us actually better for next year. Like Bad. we're better for, for identifying those things. I'm not sure we would have figured oh, yeah. those things out otherwise. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think we did figure those things out. Vince Williams Jr. has been worth this season alone. I mean, thinking about, you know, the, the amount of time we've tried to find a wing who can do the things that he does. I mean, he yep. had some amazing, like, uh, drives to the basket. He's just a very, very adept offensive player. Doesn't take yep. bad shots ever. Um, very and when he take. And he's very efficient. He can, I've seen him score from the mid range. He can, he can score at the rim. He can score from three. 
So mm-hmm. that in and of itself is fantastic. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s emergence offensively, right? Incredibly important as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's just pain along the way. I mean, yep. this is what it means to be interested in sports. I mean, we've talked about this before, but yep. that's why we, that's why they play the games, right? Because you never yep. know what's going to happen. And this year it hasn't been the Grizzlies year, but Hey, maybe we've earned some good luck on into next year, Marv. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. No, next year is going to be, is going to be great. Can we guarantee it's going to be great? No, we could have injuries next year. God forbid, knock on wood, father, son, and Holy spirit. Amen. Say it's not so right. 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 But, um, but you know, but, uh, next season, I I think we have a, we have a very good chance of fielding an incredibly good team, a a team that will be better for what we learned this season. So I can feel okay about that. And what comes uh, this season uh, I, I think the, the the thing that's interesting to watch is our flirting with the play-in game. Now, you have to also realize that, yes, we're not going to get Steve-O back this year. We're not going to get Jaw back this year. But there are a whole, lot, a whole lot of other players that we could get back this year that could really significantly uh, help us. Uh, and we wouldn't want to say rest Des- Desmond Bain beyond uh you know what's prudent right yeah uh, wouldn't want to rest Marcus Smart beyond what's prudent so like if that team of folks can like get into the into the into the play-in uh that would be great and and I think what's going to help us is uh all the all-star break the all-star break will sure. let some of those injuries th- those are almost like you know, the game is air quotes the game is stopped right right, right, uh, right, right. and those injuries can proceed and we're not you know, racking up losses, which yeah. thankfully we've, we've been able to rack up some, some wins, even in this kind of crazy, we got nobody period. So for sure. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I love it. I love it Marv. Well, the Grizzlies will be um, at home facing the golden state warriors tonight. Um, second night of a back to back. So let's see if we can go ahead and notch a, another victory against the loathsome and always interesting to play Golden State Warriors. Loathsome. Um, what a great word. <laughs> and then on Sunday, they will be in Boston at Boston. And then Tuesday night um, at the New York Knicks. They'll be uh, at home against Chicago next Thursday. And then we'll be back with you on Friday. So let's keep watching, Marv. I think the Grizzlies can go two and two over the next four games. I think they can win that game against Chicago. I think they can win that game against the Warriors on the home floor at FedEx Forum. And then, hey, see what you can do on the road trip. But just put your best foot forward. And, hey, we we will continue to tune in. We'll continue to follow this team. And we'll continue to uh, look for the storylines that make this an interesting season in and of itself, not just as a building block for next year. And Marv, you're always good at that, my brother. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Go Grizzlies. Go Grizzlies. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Memphis Hardwood. We'll be back with you on next Friday. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Take care. We'll see you.